You're listening to the Cheaper Than a Therapist podcast with Taisha and Taylor, where we talk a lot about nothing, but in a way that's highly entertaining. From dating life to family life, we cover it all. Welcome to the Beep. show. Leaning against Three. my wedding dress, and all I can think of, the eight inches of space it's gonna take to lose to get it to zip back up when did i let myself go man you are beautiful you are yeah, perfect I'm beautiful and three kids later thick as what did somebody say the other day thicker than a snicker <laughs> than a snickers something like that thicker than a snickers and i was like i mean Bad. i do like snickers ate a couple of like those. if i had to pick one ice cream dessert that was portable it would be a snickers ice cream bar every time you know so what's good. frustrating is that i look back at my wedding and like at that point i thought i was fat like girl if you'd only known yourself 11 years later when you have eight inches spread between your dress zipper you'd be like shut your mouth <laughs> it's fine I... guys i'm on a journey and if my thyroid would just cooperate things would be going much better but apparently yeah. that's not okay and i hate all these women that are just like um you know how to lose weight it's called calorie deficit and i was like no you know what happens when Tasha calorie deficits she uh you know, her body thinks that it's starving her. So they're like, save all the calories. Save them all. <laughs> She's not going to eat mm-hmm. for days. Put it to her oh, ass. Power just flickered. That's, Put it to her ass. That's, that's what well, my body says. Oh, it's the worst. So good for you guys that calorie deficit works. Because that doesn't work for everybody. Mine's like a legit mm-hmm. scavenger Sorry. hunt. My thyroid's like, guys, guess what? You know it would be really cool. Like, let's throw things off and see if Tasha can figure out what she needs to do to fix it. Like, that sounds really fun. So here we I go. mean, you need to get back in your candida diet. You're killing it. I suggested that to my dietitian, and she's like, you shouldn't have, like, you should be able to lose weight like by eating healthy yes like with yes without ultimately having to have such a restriction she's like that's where we need to get to like it's going to take some figuring out trial and error like what makes your body you know tick and honestly like I've said this a million times but it is so true like if you find your person that Like, I have worked with Michelle for so long, and she's just so incredibly smart and very open-minded and always willing to learn. And, like, some of the simple things... It's fine. I'm only getting a little bit jealous of all the nice things you just said about your dietitian. I've never said about me. No, but, I mean, for real, she has always been the one that has been able to, like, find the crazy thing and be like, mention this to your endocrinologist and together. I mean, it's just... She's awesome. And like what the, what sleep plays, you know, in your role Mm -hmm. of weight loss and like stress. And so she always, you know, Tasha, sit down and think, like, tell me all the things and we'll be. And she's like, okay, so like, this makes sense. Like if we would have had this discussion, you know, I would have never seen that. And yeah, apparently you need some good sleep and the sleep before 1 PM is your best sleep. Did you know that? That's things I learned sleep before 1 p.m yeah like you get your best sleep before 1 p.m 
I don't understand what you're saying. So, like, I don't know. This is just what she told me. There's probably some studies to back it up, whatever. But she said you get your best sleep before 1 p.m. Like, your body just naturally, like, your best, most restful sleep happens before 1 p.m. So, if you're not getting to bed till 11. But that's the middle of the day. I mean 1 a.m. 1 (laughs) a.m. I'm like, this does not make any sense. Like, no, like, yeah, no sleep. It didn't dawn on you. I have my AM, PM messed up. Yeah, your best sleep happens like, before 1 a.m. Okay, a. that a. makes sense. So go to bed earlier. Yeah. So, anyway. And then she was like, you know, if you're going to watch TV, put your blue light glasses on because your f- your phone can filter it out, but your TV isn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, why right. did I think that? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I sent it, I typed up a shitty message to your Instagram story this morning <gasps> because you're like, my dietitian said to wear my blue light glasses before bed. And I'm like, I freaking told you so many times that blue light affects your sleep. When we talked about blue light glasses and you're considering getting them and like, well, when Taylor apologize. says something, she's fucking yeah, dumb. Sometimes I drown and you like, out and I don't even listen. <laughs> And then, like, I don't budget. Taylor talks about budgeting. What a loser. <laughs> oh, my God, guys. I found this great budget option. Oh, blue light glasses. Taylor's dumb. Blah, 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 blah. I'll buy some just in case. Oh, my God. My dietitian said. <sighs> it's fine. I'm over it. I feel better already. <laughs> oh, it's Anything cool. else you want to get off your chest? From now on, mm-hmm. if I am going to ever post it, I'll be like, have we talked about this? I'll just check That's with you all first. I want. Yeah. Have we talked about this? Have you mentioned it and I blew you off? I apologize. I spend so much time now. learning all these useless freaking facts, I and none know, of my friends will tag me in their Instagram you. stories when they post them. That's it. I'm, I'm going to retract. Girl. I'm going to retract tonight. You win. I'm just like, a guys, girl my dietitian knows nothing. Taylor. Taylor is the genius behind all of the things. Everything in my life. I mean, no, it's fine. You can give her some credit. She has a business she's trying to run. I don't need the public validation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. Validate me. That's what I want to make all my dating bios. (laughs) I'm just here for the validation I never got as a child. Oh, my God. Funny stories. We're at the cabin over Memorial Day. She didn't mean And I told my mom. Oh, I already told her that. She's fine. <laughs> so she said I was being dramatic. I'm like, you. I'm trying to tell you how I feel, and you're literally telling me I'm being dramatic. So, like, <laughs> I think you just proved my point. Anyways, so we were at the cabin, and, like, somehow this came up. I was there with my parents, and um, somehow this came up about my something in my childhood. And I was like, no, I remember all the traumatic things. Like, one time driving down the road with my mom, and I was reading a book out loud to her. She also probably doesn't listen when I talk. But I was reading a book out loud to her, and in it, it said, um, somebody was W-O-U-N-D-E-D, okay? And so I was, like, wounded and, like, you know, said it in the sentence and kept reading. She was like, wait, what? And I, like, read the sentence again. And she was, like, just started fucking laughing and was, like, wounded. It's wounded. And I was like, okay, if you sound it out, it's wounded. (laughs) (laughs) And... So, like, just, she was, like, hysterically, you know, made me feel like an idiot. And so I was giving her shit for it over the weekend. And I was like, it's fine. I'm still very wounded about it. Like, <laughs> it's so very sensitive. And she's like, fine. I'm just a shitty fucking parent. Um, and I was like, well, maybe you should make fun of me a little bit less. <laughs> so 
fine. I spent years in therapy. I'm like, I literally can remember, like, somebody asked me, like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing we did last month. And I'm like, did what, where, when? Oh, yeah, that thing. Okay. And then I'm like, cool. Asked me at the time. I was reading a book to you when I was, like, eight driving down the road. <laughs> and she was like, you guys all had your traumatic thing. Like, dad was like, yeah, with your brothers when she threw his toy out of the car and then couldn't find it in the ditch. I was like, I also remember that, actually. And then my brother's mom was like, oh, it's this thing. And I was like, I thought it was leaving Justin at the dentist and forgetting about him. Like, driving away without him. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, he's the last one. He had a few. <laughs> I was like, your mom left okay. him at the dentist? Oh, yeah. Like, straight left. And then they, they called her and was like, uh, your son's out on the playground? <laughs> like, there's, like, a, it's by a lake. So there's, like, a playground area we'd always go play on and, like, a dot, like, a boat launch. At no um, point. Yeah, she's, so like, she's, like, straight missing left. one. Huh. I think... <laughs> I think what her first example, like, don't quote me, Heidi, you can correct me once you listen to this, is that she left him at the store or something or, like, lost him at a store or something. And then I was like, wait, I thought it was when you left him at the dentist. So I could be wrong. She'll have to tell me what, like, the, the traumatic one that she thought his was. Mine was when she laughed at me for saying words wrong. And now I'm, like, you know, terrified of public speaking. <laughs> That's not true. But I do. Because then when I was in middle school, I spelled choir wrong and lost at the regional spelling bee on my first word because choir doesn't start with a freaking Q. And so to this day, I just have trauma around how I pronounce words. And every time you read a sentence that has wounded, yeah. your eye twitches. Still, yeah, to this day. I'm like, oh, that word doesn't exist to me anymore. But, like, let's talk about it. If you sound – like, I read way ahead of my grade level, and so – my mom gets pissed when I say I taught myself to read. I'm like, well, I taught myself to read the word wounded. And first of all, that was fucking wrong. So <laughs> if I hadn't taught myself to read these words, do you think that's what how I would have pronounced it? And so different words that are like extraordinary. I will die on this hill to this day that extraordinary should mean things are really boring because it is literally spelled extra ordinary and for the longest time sure. i was like why are people saying that these things are like so cool when it's extraordinary like <laughs> I, I don't even know how old i was when i learned that, that. It was, like, extraordinary. I was probably I've heard. <laughs> 12 and i was like extraordinary extraordinary so now when everybody reads that word that's how you're gonna read it you can't unsee it once you see it i know it means extraordinary but i'll still read it probably to this day as extraordinary well that's how i and spell it duh like yeah extraordinary yeah extraordinary yeah and that's why my parents oh tell me i'm book smart gosh. and not street smart <laughs> but listen I mean... guys i had the highest level of a what are they called ar points in elementary school and i had to have my own leaderboard so like let me tell you <laughs> that saying words wrong she was no valedictorian because you know once high school came but she killed it in elementary guys yeah like i peaked young it was cool teacher's pet and leaderboard on the ar got all the free pizzas from pizza hut it's probably why i'm still overweight to this day thanks for that program accelerated reading (laughs) you get a free personal pan pizza with so many points cool give me seven of them because i'm fucking nerdy I literally would, like, want to retake AR tests for fun if I missed one question. Like, God, I used to have so much drive. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so secretly really nerdy. But now that we've learned about all my childhood trauma, that's not all of it. But I'll let my mom think it is, so she still feels bad about that day. (laughs) I told her, I was like, you know what I learned, Heidi? I said I learned that the people who 
cause trauma to an individual never remember what they said, but the people who have to carry the trauma remember it. So tell me more about how wounded is pronounced wounded. <laughs> she was like, I don't remember it. I was giving her shit. And then my dad was yeah, like, yeah, I remember the time you said this thing to me. And she was like, for fuck's sake, that's not what I meant. And I was like, oh my God. Ted, quit playing victim. Mm, it did remind me because sometimes you like say things like quick wit or like in the heat of the moment and then joe's feelings are hurt for weeks or years in my dad's case (laughs) whatever it's fine my mom told me i was a bad wife today because i don't she wants to go to the island like every year Mackinac Island not a cool island Mackinac Island and for those of you that think Mackinac Island's cool we need to travel together because I can show you cooler places anyway so my sister wanted to put together a trip for her for her birthday and I'm the person where it's like if we're going to talk about it, like, let's just like do it. I don't want to sit and talk about it and then like pretend to plan. And then you guys want to start another group conversation about it. Like it's literally to Michigan. It's not like we're going overseas where it would actually take some planning. It's like the next state above us. So just pick a date. It's for three days and just book it. And (laughs) she's like, well, I'll let you know, I got to talk to your dad first. And I was like, weird see that's the difference we don't have i don't have that problem it's more like hey boo Mm. you got a parent these three days okay love ya and my sister's like oh gotta check (laughs) and she's like yeah well you know maybe you should i was like maybe i shouldn't start things peg i saw some posts the other day it was like there a statistic or a post or a post that somebody's claiming was a real statistic about how marriages are more likely to end in divorce if your money's kept separate. And I was <gasps> like, well, y'all are fucked. <laughs> you instantly thought of me? Shame on you. Yeah. It's not that it's oh. kept separate. We have money together. Right. It's just That's the only reason mama... I didn't tell you about it. <laughs> oh. My mama taught me to have my own money, so here I am. She said, don't you trust no man? You always have your own money. Because then he doesn't know how many... How much we spend on trips. Oh, (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else. Like, how much (laughs) buy? Be like, don't you... Don't you act like you know me. Turquoise. (laughs) I... (laughs) So, like, do we want to talk about our, our conversation earlier today? Around black squares on instagram yeah let's do it we'll have to post this one this week to make it to make sure it's still applicable yeah Yeah. i feel like this one's gonna be a long one it is how long have we talked so far see this is what happens when we don't talk about things for days oh yeah it's just my phone my screen went black oh yeah Uh, for the most part we've talked about all this we should probably not talk every day so we have more content but mm, sorry, it's also like, I don't know, it's such a fine line when considering talking about some of these things that are very emotionally charged and very relevant is because it's oftentimes easy to be like, okay, this isn't my place 
for us to have a conversation as to white women with a certain amount of privilege um, to be able to, to call others out or discuss. But I think that's been a big part of the conversation in the last few weeks is like when you know better, once you know better, do better. And right. also like you're allowed to change your mind once you know more things. And if we're not calling each other out, how are we going to be better? Like, don't be defensive when somebody does call you out for a position that you take regarding race or privilege or, um, you know, whether that's socioeconomic, racial privilege, like whatever it looks like. So today's conversation with all of that prefacing it was somehow this movement that started as posting that there was going to be silence or like uh I think it started actually in the entertainment industry and like music musicians and like entertainers and people were going to post be like hey we're not you know doing our thing we're going to share and post content to like other elevate these other voices to make sure that these stories are being told and are being heard in somewhere along the way white people got involved and they were muting their (laughs) own content not muting themselves we're gonna silly uses followers it's fine and so somehow like all of these like social media viewers like okay well we're just gonna do this to show solidarity okay this is not related at all but it's one other thing that i saw people doing and i was like what the fuck is when the shutdown happened and quarantine started and seniors couldn't graduate and everyone's like post a picture on facebook of your senior photo so in solidarity to show support of this year's seniors that can't graduate i'm like okay so literally to make them feel better you're posting a picture of the memory that you got to have that they don't get to have what the fuck (laughs) and so that was like the first thing so then now like it starts again and people like i wake up and my newsfeed is just filled with black posts i'm like okay i'm not seeing the content that i need to see right now around what's going on around updates around stories around you know not sermons but like laments from people who are experiencing very hard things and very hard feelings and i want to learn from this and so like selfishly so and like speaking from my privilege i was like i don't get this at first but like okay maybe i missed something and then i go on facebook same thing on facebook and i'm like okay like let me start to dig in and then you messaged me and you're like so how do you feel about this (laughs) and i was like thank god you asked i've been researching (laughs) in like so many black people because first it co-opted the black lives matter hashtag and so then people were going through that hashtag asking people to remove posts but it still like overwhelmingly was pushing down content. So like even the hashtag that was elevate melanated voices, right? Mm-hmm. Or I think that's what it was. Even that hashtag was becoming like primarily black squares instead of like when you scrolled on far enough, it was like beautiful stories and opinions and voices and like people to follow and just good things. Right. And so it's very, very frustrating. And I think for the most part, like, so I ended up posting about it on my Instagram story and you did the same. And I think we both had like overall pretty similar responses back to it. Not sure people like were willing to engage on it, but like send the clap emoji or, you know, virtual mm-hmm. high fives or whatever you want to call it. And that's tough because 
I think I posted something that probably did put a lot of people on the defensive that saw it and had posted. But I also said specifically in it, like, this is not my intent. My intent is to say, hey, here's this other side. Like, I get why you did it in the moment. But if you were doing it to be like, okay, check that off the list, right? Like, then that's an issue. Right. But let's think about how this impacts. Yeah. Yeah. To make you feel like, okay, well, I did my part. So (laughs) can we get back to you know, our regular And what were the next steps? Exactly. And so like the one I loved, and I wish I could remember exactly how it was worded because I didn't even word it right on my story, was when she said like having to announce that you're going to be silent is like when you get up to leave the room announcing that you're leaving the room, like you're still making it about you. (laughs) And I was like, everybody needs to hear that. (laughs) And so, um, like, again, it's not to the fault of anybody who posted it, because that's, like, what was, you know, the first instinct when you see everybody else posting. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I like this just to break up the news feed. And, like, it does stand out and draw attention. But I think it pushed down, like, that's that's the biggest issue I have with it, is that people were posting it to check something off their list and feel like they were contributing without actually. And I can't say that the majority weren't acting behind the scenes. But... If you actually went and listened to people of color and black people who were talking about it, they were asking people to stop and their voice was drowned out by this swarm of people posting. And I hate, like, I can't say it was only white people because like that is primarily like who my network is, unfortunately. And so when I say like, I saw these white people, it's not like, okay, it was only white people because in my life and in my networks, it is largely white people. And that's something like I want to work to change. And so anyways, my issue with it was just like, people are using it to check off their list. And then also like people worked so freaking hard to get their voices heard finally. And then it's all just gone because of all these black boxes right there was something else i was gonna say in there around what you just said what did we just talk about uh when i don't remember just like 30 seconds ago like you had said something in response oh i just said it made them feel better like they they did their part and now let's go back to our regularly scheduled program yeah yeah, and I think that's, like, I mean, there are people who are actually sitting back and listening and being called out for not speaking up if they have a big sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hard because, like, there's that side of people. And a friend of mine and I talked about this the other night. Like, when you're doing the work, you're trying to do better. And then, like, you're feeling the emotions. You're doing the things. And then people are like, we don't want your emotion. We don't want to carry that right now. So, like, what support do you want? But I think, honestly, like, half of it is frustration around just not taking the time to educate yourself. Like, I have not reached out to a single person of color or a Black individual that was like, hey, teach me how I need to do better. I've yeah. sought out people who are sharing content. I have, like, and watched I've videos. I've searched things. That they say, like, do not come to me and ask me to educate you. Like, you're a smart individual. You have Google. You have other people. Like, there's a million resources out there. And then, I mean, one lady even went on to say, like, it's almost disgusting to me that, like, it's taken this turn, you know, like, all of the times before. And now people are like, okay, now I want to learn. Like, where were you? 
you know, when all of these happened. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so many good points. And, like, I've had discussions with, you know, the difficult discussions with family members and have been called, you're just an outspoken liberal. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, why does it always have to come to that? Like, why can't, why can't we all just, you know, be open-minded and yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. And I've ordered like a handful of books that should be here, um, you know, the next week or so. And I've, listen to like a certain audiobook and start listening uh have another one like that I'm gonna listen to next and so I feel like for me am I in a position where like I don't have kids to worry about so I can listen to an audiobook at night absolutely I understand that but I also like we can seek out information and so it's just frustrating sometimes people like are so insistent on seeing what they want to see and you don't have to agree with us politically although like you and i agree on a lot of things politically Mm -hmm. and not even politically like socially social issues (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're just our own echo chamber no like we push each other and we challenge each other to be like hey like have you thought about it this way right around money around finances around some of these social issues that we're talking not being about a so we know we can have a conversation not be um. well i still am not on board with that <laughs> but we can talk about like some of these things and like not agree or like push each other like hey have you read watch this have you read this like i've referenced the same book to you six times and finally like fuck i'm gonna have to read it or listen to it because you don't read but <laughs> <laughs> i got time for that okay go on I just think it's a choice, but mm-hmm. yeah. So uh-huh. uh, I'm making excuses. Cool. Like, I know I don't watch TV at night. I read. Uh, Actually, I've not turned my TV on in at least a week. Yeah. Well, I'm so, kind of stuck anyways. to 90 Day Fiance, and until that's over, yeah, you are. This Sunday, the only time I ever watched that is when we were on a plane to Denver a few months ago. You we guys, no neck like, Ed. That was the best part. <laughs> no neck Ed. Anyway, Maybe back to okay. It's your turn. Tell me your opinion. I probably came in too hot, so I'm gonna have to soften it up for everybody. <laughs> um, no, it's just I don't know. Like we form our social circles around like what's comfortable, right? And mm-hmm. it's just so different. And I was talking to <clears throat> um a lady I know that had posted something and it just resonated so strong with me, especially living in rural America with so many people that like graduated high school, like got married, stayed here. Right. And I'm not saying that you have Mm -hmm. to leave your County to like broaden your circle, but when your community maybe has one or two people of color, you know, and like you have to go an hour to really start to see a diverse group of people. You, I mean, you just don't have that type of mindset. And so like going to Michigan state and having the friend circle, I mean, we're not really close now, but when they, especially with this popping up and like reading their actual stories. And I mean, these are people that you knew that you interacted with for, you know, two and a half years in college and to read, you know, their stories of, you know, like the one girl posted a timeline, you know, of like the first time she was called the N word, 
you know, the first time that her boyfriend was arrested for something that he didn't even do, but he fit the profile, they tried to buy a new house Mm -hmm. and, you know, the cops kept following them because they were in a nice neighborhood um, and just things like that. And so now they have a child and she's like, it's just things that I fear for my own child, you know? And I mean, that really makes you open your eyes not to say that it's different when you don't know some, I mean, but we can read stories and stories, but when like you actually have a connection to someone that you actually know it, like, I mean, just reading her story, I wanted, you know, to tear up. Like I, you don't know how good you have it. Right. Until you read the lives of other people. And it's just so frustrating when people, I mean, the people that were so pissed off about the protesting and so pissed off about the rioting, but like never once ever mentioned, you know, like how the death was bullshit. You know what I mean? Like we're just focusing mm-hmm. on one thing and oh, these small business owners. And it's like, those are things like you're not even listening. If you would step back and take a second to listen to what these people are saying and listen to what they're wanting like you may you know what I mean like if we would just listen for two seconds for what people are saying and I even said you know like had they not rioted would they would he have gotten that charge as quickly right and would people still be talking about it exactly and I saw a meme that said and this is what pisses people off every time I ever mention it but like you want the peaceful protest so you can quickly forget about it like tell me that's not true right yeah so i mean because if if all of the riots had stopped and everyone was just people peaceful protesting like would the media even be covering it would we even be seeing it still exactly so uh, it's just fine but yeah so like you said when i woke up to all the black boxes and it's like And a lot of them are just, like, them posting a black heart. Like, no content underneath it. Like, nothing, like, you know, that's saying, like, here's other resources. Or, like, go follow this person if you're looking. And it's just, like, okay, so what what are you doing post that black heart or black box? Because if you're really wanting to help create change, that is, that means nothing. And that's, I was confused. So I'm, like tell me your thoughts on this because I don't get it. And I don't, you know what I mean? Like, am I missing something? Am I missing something? Yeah. yeah. And so then you were like, uh-huh. Yeah. Here we are. So anyway. Yeah. And I think that's what it was is like, okay, you see it. And like, we've all, you know, posted things and thought about it, but I'm like, okay, like just here's a different perspective to consider. But the other side of it, is like we can't assume that people aren't doing the work just because they posted it and I totally get that side too Mm -hmm. but the frustration is like the black voices need to be heard and like need to be listened to because they've been speaking out against this for years and years and years and years and it's taken like multiple public deaths on camera for it to Mm -hmm. start to change or for it to like not even start to change but for more attention to be drawn to it and, like, if they weren't on camera, would we be having any of this happen at this point, right? Like, either um, Ahmed Arbery's in Georgia, right, was mm-hmm. on camera. Breonna, Breonna, I'm going to probably say her name wrong, and I apologize. Breonna Taylor in 
North Carolina. I need to get look at that. Was not on camera, and they still haven't been charged for anything, right? And so, like, I don't know the full story there, but, like, the fact that it's on camera makes a big difference. And so, my thing is, like, people are, pro like, angry in especially, not all conservatives, but especially in conservative communities that are saying, like, oh, well, like, the looting has ruined it. Like, I, you know, people are listening to you until now you're destroying possessions, yeah, like you said. You had our attention. Or like, yeah, and they're like, okay, but did we ever have your attention? Because years ago, Colin Kaepernick was protesting oh against us by taking a knee, and nothing changed. Like, you all yeah. turned into a thing about the flag, exactly. and it, now here we are, people are long. pissed off. Yes, that were the meme that it shows all the different things that said, like, no, not that way, no, not that way, nope, not that way either, no. Like, here we are, yep, our white privilege being like, no, we do, no, don't peacefully protest that way. That's not the right way. No, that's not right mm -hmm. either. No, yeah. God. Your anger is making me uncomfortable, so please don't be angry. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the one that pisses me off the most out of my, like, fellow Caucasian or Caucasian-appearing people, and I'm calling, like, myself out on this, too, because we're trained oftentimes from a young age this book i'm listening to white fragility talks a lot about like how much bias is there from the get-go people don't even realize it like super good but what people are taught is like oh like i don't see color so like there's that side people are like okay i thought that was always a good thing to say but like instead it's really not and you guys can um gladly reach out to me if you want some resources but you can also educate yourself <laughs> see what I did there tied that mm -hmm. back around yeah 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 um but I will like gladly share any of the content that I have if anybody reaches out and like in a total way where I'm not judging you if you want to learn I will judge you if you're a complete asshole and refuse to so <laughs> let's get that clear but <laughs> um the one that I cannot stand lately is not the fact that people say like I don't see color I think a lot of those people are like learning but the people who say, like, red, pink, green, or yellow, or black, it doesn't matter. Like, this is unacceptable. And, like, the fact that you are lumping black people in with a fucking Crayola box menu of colors <laughs> is just so disrespectful. And they're like, I'm not racist. Like, red, pink, green, or yellow, or black, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever. And I'm like, the fact that you're wording this this way says that you are racist. And, like, I don't know. I can go off on a whole tangent. But... <laughs> Stop I got time. Saying dumb shit like that because <laughs> it just does so much more damage. And I'm not saying like if you said that before, you're a bad person. I'm not saying that. But again, like once we know better, we can do better, mm -hmm. right? And so that's ultimately the goal. Like in us talking about this in this episode is to say, I don't know everything. It's not my voice you need to be listening to. But if you're a part of our audience, like. And our friends who listen to us ramble on about nothing, like, this is a very important thing that we all can get better at, right? right. Is that inherent bias that we've been raised with and grown up with. Like, we had a token black kid in our high school because there's always, like, one, maybe two, right? And, like, how freaking messed up is that where it's, like, okay, like, he's the black kid. Oh, or, like, the black guy's really good at track. Of course he is. He's black. He's fast. Like, he's an athlete. Like, that stuff is so screwed up in small towns and should not be, like, what I remember, right? Yeah. From people saying things like that. And in a small town, like, I can't imagine even 
being the solid like solitary black kid in a class of 100 people or whatever it looks like but I think that's what's really frustrating and I've challenged like people close to me on some of their beliefs because <laughs> what was it like probably a month ago now when I called I think I snapchat your called you or something it was like cool this guy and I are now talking about <laughs> white privilege and how it doesn't exist um hopefully he doesn't listen so still like to hang out so and we just she says hang out you know what she means uh-huh. with no pants so um <laughs> He said, I was like, oh, sorry. Like, I, we got no political debate, which was actually like, really hot. And then. <laughs> she loves someone um, to challenge her. It's so many Yeah, words. absolutely. Like, we don't have to agree as long as you can, like, adequately defend your opinion and you don't, like, make me feel dumb. Right? Don't tell me that wounded is wounded. And so, <laughs> um, I don't remember how it's, like, we had this political debate. From there, it turned into, like, a white privilege thing and I was like oh do you need a hug and he was like no I'm just saying that like we've had a black president and a female governor so like it's just really not that relevant or something like that and I was like okay buckle up motherfucker because we're about to get into this <laughs> like and then she texts me and said this isn't gonna work <laughs> I did too I was like how ignorant and so I like get it I'm not gonna call him dumb because that's his belief system that he was raised in probably and like is very deeply held but i will challenge it and say like okay saying that you like like a lot of that was close one not every a lot of conservative white men like when you say they have white privilege they think it equates to like oh they got all these handouts in life right like to help them get to where they are and that's not what it's saying it's saying you weren't held back because of the color of your skin. You may have been held back for, like I said, like socioeconomic reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. status or income or a single parent household. But like, it's just insane how people can't separate the fact, like when we say we have white privilege, it's not us being like, oh my God, I've had everything in my life handed to me. Yeah, people, yeah. It's true, I wouldn't have spent years in therapy, right? Yeah, (laughs) it's immediately like associated with you know the silver spoon like everything was handed to you yeah like on a silver platter like no that's not like you didn't not get the job because of your color or you didn't you know what i mean right yeah and like that was one of the examples in the book was today when i was listening was when i get a job i don't have like i know it's because of my skill set my talent not because i needed to be the token black person or person of color and so that was just one but like for me the best part of this book I'm listening to is how early this like bias starts right it's like okay you go to a new area people are like oh well like don't stay away from this area like she was moving to a new town for a job and she was meeting her colleagues before they moved and like don't look for houses here like it's a bad neighborhood like you don't even have to say it it's just implied that because a lot of black people live there there's higher crime it's a bad neighborhood black people are bad right Mm -hmm. or if i said like yeah like don't look for a house in the south side of lansing a lot of people would assume that there's a lot of crime right and so 
I don't know, just like comments like that. But the one good example too was like, think about your school. Like for us, it's a little bit harder when it's a really rural area because mm-hmm. there's limited schools. But think about your school and like, did you go to a good school or a bad school? Like what did a good school look like? What neighborhood was a good school in? If there were people like buses taking larger populations of black students to a different school were they going to your school or away from your school's neighborhood right like just these questions and these things that you don't think about until like you're called to think about them to be like okay like maybe I do actually have bias and people I think get defensive too because it's not to say like because you said something that it like means you're a racist or that because you don't say something, it means you're not a racist, right? Mm-hmm. And so the example was something about um, because I have black friends, I'm not a racist. Or because I, you know, I, I know a black person, so I'm not racist. Or like, I think they're a great black person, so I'm not racist. And then she goes, but you can see news article or like news clippings all the time and recordings of people who lead racist groups in like modern day Ku Klu- Klux Klan, I can't even say it. KKK members, yeah, the KKK, like modern members, like on the news talking about black people or talking to reporters who are colored. Like just because you can talk to a black person doesn't mean right. that you're not racist. <laughs> and so, like people get on the defensive about it. Like if they say something, like we've both had examples, like in our circles where you call somebody out, or not even call them out, but like ha- try to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. and to offer a different viewpoint and people get so defensive because it's like oh well like you're just trying to make me feel bad well no like again you're making this about you and it's not necessarily about you but I don't know I just like that side of it where people are so worried about being called a racist that they refuse to like look at their own belief system be like okay it may not be racist like compared to somebody who has harmed black people or people of color but I for damn sure have a racial bias if I walk into a room full of black people or see a black male walking down the street is it my gut instinct to want to cross the street because I'm a single female walking down the road at night and there's a man walking down the road or is it because he's a black man Right. Like those are the things we have to start to try to recognize in our pattern of thinking and the things that we think about. And like that's that, my goal and where I want to do the work. Yeah. Was that was it you that I was talking to about that? Um where someone had posted a story <clears throat> or a comment about that where she had said, you know, um walking down the street um with my dog and like I came upon like a black man. And, like, instantly my body tensed up, and I immediately, like, thought to myself, is this because, like, I feel unsafe, or this is something that I need to work on myself, because that's, you know, like, that's just right. how, you know, we, we were, you, raised. You were, for whatever reason, you know, were you raised, or you taught that? I mean, she's like, I was not yeah. in any harm, like, I was in a good neighborhood, you know, but that was just, like, my knee-jerk reaction, And that's when I really realized, like, I got to work on myself because, like, this person did absolutely nothing to make me feel unsafe. But, um, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, we hadn't talked about that, but what we did talk about a few weeks ago was, I think a post I'd read and I'd shared it with you, was a black man talking about how many ways he has to make himself smaller in his life to Mm -hmm. accommodate the bias of other people. Like, down to the color of the face masks that he was buying since we all to wear masks. Like, making sure it was white so then he wasn't a black man, a big black man. He was very tall. Um, A big black man with a black face mask. Or, like, making sure that you know, he would act like he's talking on his phone so people could hear his voice at the store or out in public. If he was alone, so they would know that he wasn't threatening or, you know, going out of his way to, um, like, not go down, you know, aisles if there were single women. I don't like remember exactly what the example was. Mm-hmm. But, like, all these things that people black families and black men in particular are raised to do to make themselves less of a perceived threat or less of a threat like people are like well if they weren't there wouldn't be such stereotypes if it wasn't true and like that fucking pisses me off there's a lot of stereotypes about white people and they're all very true and so (laughs) (laughs) some of them aren't is my point and so like that's the side of it is like okay I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. Like it just, we all got to work on ourselves, man. And if you think that you're perfect, you is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you, it's not even you think you're perfect. Cause oftentimes in people's minds, they don't think they're perfect, but they sure shit think there's an issue with everybody else. Right. (laughs) So it's not them that need to do the work. They're fine. They're not perfect. But like all these people who are protesting and rioting are like so wrong. Yeah. Right. And it's fucked up. It's just psychology. I've said fucked up so many times on this podcast. It's fine. We'll mark it explicit. Don't let your children Every listen. Time. <laughs> yeah, She'll so that was a lot. Better I'm next sure time. having to listen to this, I'll be like, yeah, I could have worded that differently. <laughs> but overall, but like, I think that's just the goal of what we're trying to share is we're committed to doing better and encouraging our communities and the people that we interact with to learn and do better i'm not asking mm-hmm. you if you are i don't know how to word this like you don't have to change everything about how you think you do right away but there are small things that we think and that we do that we can start to change like that's what adds up to be the big things right yeah i saw or um a lady post she said self-reflection can change the world and i was like if that is not so yeah. true and that goes back to like, the original intent of the <laughs> black squares on instagram to wrap it back to the beginning was <laughs> like here we go elevate these other voices and like take time to learn and yeah. that is like what i think was more the original goal and it just got really far away from that so i'm committed to learning i'm committed um i've gotten some great book recommendations like you're committed to it naturally the book side but you'll read some great articles because your attention spans out of a squirrel um tell me more maybe a good podcast (laughs) so yeah and i can't wait until you have a long car ride with your husband tomorrow to talk about this further because i'm sure i'm sure something will come up no he yeah Mm mm-hmm We've had our moments. I love you, boo boo. <laughs> every good. good relationship has discourse. That's right. Some people are just wrong more than. <laughs> that's right. Yes, I try not to say so that what do you because that's on? His, he's like, 
no, you just want to fight me until you, like, you change my mind. And I was like, yeah, because you're wrong. So anyway. Which the one um, I had mentioned a few weeks ago about the guy that I was talking to, like, you know, thinking white privilege wasn't that big of a deal. Um, at the end, I was like, well, I mean, I appreciate that we can have discourse and, like, disagree and not have it be degrading or, like, emo- like angry, I guess. He was like, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker. Got me there. Got me. Got me. <laughs> so, anyways, bring us home. Last 30 seconds um, are yours. There's not an American in this country free until every one of us is free. No? Jackie Robinson. Wow. Is that not good? Yeah, but here's one more so. by Chris Rock. I know it's hard being Are a cop. Are you just Googling stuff now? No, it just popped up. It's in my head. Just kidding. I know it's hard being a cop, but some jobs can't have bad apples. Everybody got to be good. Like pilots. American Airlines can't be like, most of our pilots like to land. We just got some bad apples that like to crash into mountains. <laughs> right? Yeah. See? True. That's fair. So anyway. And here we are. Hmm. Here we are. That was a good one. Hopefully, I mean, people stick out to the end, like, and know our hearts behind sharing a lot of this. It's not, again, to, like, make people feel shitty. But also, we have to, I kind of was, but we have to learn to, like, sit in We have to have the tough conversations, people. We gotta have the tough conversations. We can be funny and witty, but, like, I want to be proud of a platform. Yeah, I'm should just be pissing me off, okay? Yeah. Then we're gonna talk about it. And it's fine. We don't have that many listeners, so if we lose a few, it hurts. Like, please don't leave us. <laughs> All right. All right. Stay tuned for next Bye. week.